coming to you from the FlexFox Fantasy Federation's World Broadcasting Headquarters in Ottawa. This is The Weekly Show. As always, I'm your host, Nick the Man Penner, uh, and making his long-awaited return to the show today, the prodigal son of the FlexFox family, we have Mr. Handsome Jamil Hussan, and as a special guest, uh, playing the role of WizKid Jeremiah Johnson this week, uh, we have uh, a man who has a job inside baseball, so it's only natural to call him the insider, Ash Sebastian. How's it going, guys? It is uh, great to be back, Nick. Uh, long-awaited uh, comeback, like like you said. A one-month vacation was fairly long, but uh, good to be back in the podcast. It's good to be here, as as always. It's been a while, for sure. Oh, uh, that's great. Uh, I'm glad we have someone now who, who knows baseball thoroughly, obviously close uh, personal connections to all the players, so it'll definitely be good to have someone who can give us that sort of insight. And uh, Jamil, obviously gone for a month. You missed you missed a lot, but I think you did a good job staying up to date from the Philippines. You you were definitely still in the loop there. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, it was tough getting uh, Wi-Fi here and there, but uh, I was still able to kind of see activity in the league but and you know win a couple of matchups along the way mm-hmm. yeah no uh well i'm speaking of winning matchups uh, a very interesting one uh this week we might as well just jump right into it uh jameel speaking of your matchup because uh, in week 10 you did what had previously not been done before you managed to defeat Richard 2.0 RKR uh, the streak is over he is now 9 and 1 you are the one in the 9 and 1 uh, how does it feel to have knocked off such a giant in this league uh, I was actually going to bring that up uh, if you like I would like to be called the one in this episode as I am the one in 9 and 1 <laughs> as you mentioned <laughs> yeah so uh feels good uh, I was hoping that last week Jeremiah wasn't able to end the streak and he wasn't, so I'm happy I am the actual one to beat the unbelievable streak. I I give him a, I'll give him credit. Nine and zero is very impressive, but it had to end sometime. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it would have been very hard to see him go all the way this year undefeated. So it's good that you were the one who could knock him off. Uh, do you have any sort of uh, any strategy you want to share? Obviously, you saw nine other guys go up against him and lose. What was your thinking heading into it? Were you doing anything special? Um, not really. Like I can say, his offense is really, really good. Like Charlie Blackman is has always been a thorn to my side every time I faced whoever owns him. But I I probably had a bad couple of starts. Like Chris Archer wasn't the best. Uh, in his couple starts, but I think my offense came through. If you're gonna say strategy, uh, I'm all aboard on the Abigail Garcia hype train. I don't know if you guys are, but he's been very consistent for me, and pretty much the offense was a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, 
I'm loving uh, getting Archer. He's exactly like the ace that I needed, but he wasn't as clutch as I needed him in week 10. But like I said, offense came through. And our, I think uh, the last two days kind of just helped me pull him, pull it away against Richard 2.0, which is, you know, you guys you guys can say a lot about from Richard's team, but he he's, I shown, uh, I seen firsthand his offense is really good as well. So kudos to him, but the streak had to end. <laughs> Uh, you mentioned that you obviously you had a great Friday, uh, a great Saturday, but Richard 2.0 did mount a bit of a comeback on Sunday. He uh, he gained some good points on you. Was there ever a moment where you were a little bit worried? You thought maybe you'd blown it and that he was going to miraculously pull one out yet? I think to be honest, not really. Cause I think I think the gap was kind of too much at that point, and I I think I still I don't know how much I scored on Sunday. But I still managed to put up, let's see here, 25 points, which is not a lot, but enough from from the lead I made on Saturday, which was enough for me to not be as scared for a miraculous comeback, like I said. Right, right. Just going back to, uh, to Mr. Garcia here, I wasn't a believer at first, but now we're in week 11 putting up crazy numbers are you i just want to see your opinions are you guys uh, a believer well i mean if you look at his numbers on the year like obviously he's done very very well i don't think anyone can doubt his production to date uh the question i in my mind at least is twofold uh which is like number one can he keep it up uh, maybe maybe not uh but you know i'll give him the benefit of the doubt uh, but the the second question is whether it's just sort of heightened by being a good player on a bad team, and so he's sort of getting more opportunities than he would otherwise. Uh, and I I think that one might be a little true, and that you know that that could n have some bad news for his future at least. Well, I mean, like if you look at the the point totals from last season compared to this year, he's already out out. He's got more points this season than last season. He's outplayed himself, but a big part of that is just his production of runs and RBIs, uh, and I think that's a lot of that is coming from hitting in the heart of you know a team where if he was on another team he wouldn't be hitting in the same position. So I obviously it's great. Uh, he's still a young guy, so maybe there there's a chance he can continue. Maybe the White Sox rebuild and he gets some other assets that he's able to play with but uh, I'm not so sure I would trust him just on the basis that I think his situation is responsible for at least a good portion of his current success mm. fair enough so just just to wrap up probably like you know a, a major victory on my part but uh we you, you guys did you guys think I was I could have done it like I I we didn't have a podcast last week but did you guys think I was able to before the week started? I was I would be able to pull it off. 
I mean, I think if you looked at the schedule, like as, as we were doing the undefeated watch, uh, Jeremiah was very confident that he could beat him, but you know, obviously that didn't work out. Uh, and then the next three weeks were yourself, uh, Mike Kaminsky, and myself. Uh, and I definitely think Richard 2.0 was going to lose one of those matchups. And so, like, I think in a lot of ways it makes sense that he lost to you. You've had a, a strong team this year, and, you know, you've had a, a lot of good results. So it, it definitely was plausible going in. I'm not sure if I would have been bold enough to predict it, but certainly, you know, you had a good chance to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I mentioned it on Slack. Like, our league is so great that one week I can beat Kavinsky, then the next week lose to Wes, and then beat an undefeated team. So, like, I'm not, I can't complain. <laughs> yeah, no, this season has been wild, and I, that's a good reflection of that. Yeah. Uh, so, moving on. Uh, there, it's always uh, nice to highlight the highest point total of the week. Uh, and this week that come from a, a bit of an unexpected place, although maybe it shouldn't be so unexpected. It was the league champion, Jeffrey Chow, who put up 307 points in defeating Garth Newton, who had a respectable 215 points of his own. Uh, Jeffrey Chow now only four and six, but obviously that's a, a win in the right direction. Uh, what do we think of Chow's team at the moment? Um, I think he... As much as I hate to say it, but I think he's going to come back from the dead and uh, go on a surge here. <laughs> yeah, what what makes you say that? Well, like, Jeremiah has always mentioned it. Like, is he just was just bombarded with injuries, and now that Donaldson is back, a couple of his guys, I think Hanniger, Mitch Hanniger's back, and Max Scherzer being beast mode nowadays, I can see why... He's in a, he's, he could easily put up 300 points every week if he wants to. Yeah, I mean, I do think he's got a, a, a good team. He's got a lot of assets on, on both sides in, in terms of his offense and his pitching. Uh, I just, you know, he's had a, a real rough start to the season. And I think part of that is injuries, but I also think part of that is he's got some inconsistent guys on his roster. So, I mean, obviously, if he can put up point totals like this more often, uh, I mean, that's great. Uh, but until he starts regularly hitting, uh, you know, above the, the low 200s, I'm going to be cautious around him. Mm. What do you guys think of... He had a... He actually had a major pickup. Uh, what do you guys think of him trading a... Freddie Freeman and Kyle Hendricks for Daniel Murphy and Mr. Kimbrell, who's lights out right now. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting move. I can see why Chow would be motivated to do it, obviously. But uh, I think, well, I mean, personally, I'd, I think I would do it. Uh, but a lot of that is because I think Daniel Murphy is pretty good. And, and Craig Kimbrell, obviously, is just such a huge asset. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think he definitely came out okay on that one yeah i would say so as well i was just i was shocked that daniel murphy gave up he gave up chris gave up daniel murphy um i thought he would hang on to him but 
Yeah, I mean, although, you know, maybe you sell when the the price is a little higher. Uh, and uh, Freddie Freeman is always a good asset to get back, even if he's hurt. Yeah. Uh, Ash, are you are you alive there, buddy? <laughs> okay, <laughs> just checking. <laughs> Same. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, speaking of the this matchup, I mean, you got to give credit to Garth Newton who's had, obviously, uh, just a string of bad luck here. He's posted <laughs> points in the 200s the past four weeks, uh, and I believe the past three weeks straight he's gone up against the, the top-scoring team in the league that week. Uh, I might have to fact-check that one, but he's definitely had at least two straight weeks of going up against the top team. So, I mean, that that's a bummer for him, eh? Yeah, I think he's, he's in a position where he's made some moves to kind of for teams to take him seriously but uh he's yeah like you said bad luck every i think third straight week against the top scorer so he he's definitely trying to be better but he just ran into some horrible horrible luck <laughs> uh definitely a team to watch out for going forward uh, speaking of teams to watch out for going forward, uh, I think it's fair to put Jeffrey Lim in that category, uh, who had a, another, the absolute powerhouse. Uh, I'm just loving this Lim narrative. Uh, he won again last week to move to 3-7, and seven, uh, defeating Kaminsky, uh, 230 to 120 for Kaminsky. Just a terrible week for the Illuminati. Uh, how, how do we feel after this one? I gotta say, uh, I think Lim has become like the new uh, favorite for everyone because what he's doing here is very impressive. <laughs> like just looking at his team, you you wouldn't think he's capable of like what is it third upset now. So I give him props, man. I I remember like in the beginning of the season, somebody said uh, uh, I think Lim is a bad owner, this and that. Uh, I don't think so. I think he's proving everyone wrong. Yeah, he's got guys like uh, I think Chase Anderson, who's who's been surprising for him as well. So, but I think the real story here is 120 for uh, a Kaminsky, who's supposed to be a powerhouse. So, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean he folded like a cheap tent, eh? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know <laughs> what else you can say after. Thank you. 
Yeah, I mean, I would, like, I've, this is not the Kaminsky of old. Can we say that? Like, he used to, you know, have a lot of swagger. He used to be, I mean, I don't want to say reasonable, but more reasonable in his trade offers. Uh, and, you know, he was it was just sort of one of these tentpole teams in the league who you could rely on to be good just through, like, sheer force of will. And I'm not feeling that right now, Kaminsky. Like, you know, this this is not the, the kind of result I want to be seeing. Yeah, when you score less than less points than Wes, I think it's your cheap tent analogy. We need another one for this one. This is like just atrocious. You can't expect to win with 120. <laughs> like, like I don't know if if he needs Mike Trout to win, but I think his team should be more than capable than scoring the 120. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on again, uh, we've got a, a bunch of other interesting matchups this week. Uh, how about this one? Uh, we have Aiden, who wins again, comes back to 500, uh, beating Garth McKinnis 220-207, to 207, so a little bit close there. Uh, I think sort of the valuation of Aiden's team has fluctuated a lot over the season. People thought he was sort of a sneaky, sneaky good contender team for a while now he's sort of fallen off i mean where does this win put him overall um i don't know aiden's team is kind of on and off to judge to kind of judge right now um i think this is where he kind of fits 220s 230s i don't know uh what do you think ash Well, and I think with Aiden's team, like it's definitely one of those situations where if a bunch of guys are firing and they're they're coming up big for him, because uh, he has a couple of guys who you know maybe underrated, undervalued assets. So if those guys are delivering for him, then that's one thing. But lately, that really hasn't been the case. And so even with this win, uh, the low point total makes me think that he really doesn't have sort of the the overall level of competition that maybe some other teams have. Well, and I think in a lot of ways it's the opposite of Kaminsky, where if Aiden can like bundle a couple of these guys together, package a couple like above-average players, and get a couple stars in return who really bring up the overall caliber of his offense, especially like that could go a long way for him, and that could just you know instantly turn the corner for his team. So I'd I'd be playing the trade market hard if I was him. 
Also true. What I'll say though for Aiden's team, uh, I could definitely see him still trying to scrap his way for a playoff spot. I, I still see that in him. Yep. Yeah, there's a, a lot of parity in the league right now, and he can definitely take advantage of that to have a winning season. Uh, so the next matchup uh, we can take a look at, uh, Richard Tillo, uh, someone else who has been a, a bit of a surprise this year in a good way. Uh, he put up a, a very good point total this week, 274.8, more than enough to defeat Ian, who only had 147.4. Uh, yeah, Richard Tillo uh, coming back with a, a big one here. Yeah, like if you told me uh, before the season started Richard would be uh, a threat for in a weekly basis, I would think you're a joke. But, <laughs> but he's definitely – I'm, I'm going to be honest. Face, I'm facing him this week. I, I'm not too confident that I'll have it in the bag, but he's been he's been really impressive. Like Aaron Judge is the real deal. Yeah, I mean, he got lucky, uh, I guess, with Judge. Well, I mean, or maybe it was just a genius insight. I don't know. <laughs> he, he definitely got a, a player who's been delivering for him. Uh, and if you look at his pitching, he also has, you know, guys like Aaron Nola, uh, uh, someone Lance else, Lance I forget Lance who. Lance uh, but, like, he's got a couple of guys where you wouldn't assume that much of them, but they've been delivering on a consistent basis this season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 22 home runs. That's that's incre incredible. I think he's got guys like who are just like built for power as well. Like uh, we all we all we always talk about Joey Gallo. He's either he's gonna strike out a bunch or hit bombs. Like who else does he have? Like he's got guys like Colton Wong, who's having a surprisingly good year for him. Um, yeah, he's just he's putting together a solid season at six and four. Yeah, well, and, uh, I would also like to point out and take this time to mention that uh, uh, Tillo did have the foresight to pick up uh, Scooter Jeanette. Unfortunately, he did it one day after the uh, the four home run game. So maybe uh, next time do it the other way around, Tillo, and uh, pick him up a little bit earlier. Get that 36 points. <laughs> and he would have dropped, dropped 300 if he did that, too. So It's true. That, I mean, why couldn't he anticipate that more, you know? I think so. Not even the insider himself. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think Scooter Jeanette is like the most unlikely name to ever hit four home runs. <laughs> See, I... Oh, yeah, like, exactly. He couldn't not be good. <laughs> Like this, this is a tangent, but like I was paying a little bit of attention to the the baseball draft this week, and like some of the names of the players, man, like you can just tell those kids are gonna be stars just because of like how great their names are. <laughs> uh, 
Like, Royce, Royce Lewis is good, but, like, you know what's even better? J.B. Bukowskis. Like, how can you not be a star? Uh, our good friend J.B. was 15th to the Astros. Mm. Or uh, And, like, speaking of the Cincinnati Reds, Jeter Downs. Like, his name is Jeter. <laughs> Probably has the spirit of Derek Jeter. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> refocusing now. That, that was a, a fun little side segment we like to do on the show. Uh, speaking of Jeremiah, who's not here with us today, but I'm sure he's eagerly listening to this, waiting for us to talk about his team. Uh, he did win. Uh, he scratched a win over Wes. 234.5 to 143.7. Uh, I mean, now that he's not in the room, let's let's give some real honest takes about Jeremiah. What are what are we thinking about his team? You can go first, Ash. Yeah, like, I talk to Jeremiah a lot about, you know, fantasy baseball. I, I, I try to ask his opinions once in a while. But I legit thought he was a top five team even before all his trades when he was, like, what, six and one? And even, even after trading Goldsmith and getting, uh, I think, Bellinger and, and Turner, I still thought he was a top five team. So I was just really, being in the Philippines, I was really, like, curious to see him do all these rapid-fire sell-off trades for him to kind of go younger and get more prospects at seven at seven and three that is pretty good so i i was really just kind of curious to see i've never seen anything like that he was like six and one and then kind of went on like a fire sale so
Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to give a hot take right here. Like, uh, obviously, I don't understand his sell-off decision, but I don't think anyone outside of Jeremiah himself does, so leave that alone for now. But, like, I just, I don't think he's really succeeded in making his team anything now. Like, he's still somewhere in this really mushy middle where he's got the guys he would own if he wanted to compete, but he also has a bunch of young guys now, and he's trying to get all these prospects, and, and he's looking to acquire young guys, but, like, young stars. And, like, I, it's just, like, looking at his roster, I mean, it's a mess. And I think, you know, if he continues to sell off guys and really commits to this whole idea of rebuilding even though he's already competitive, like, that's one thing. But right now, I don't see him any more than, you know, one of these teams that gets in the playoffs and loses in the first round. And, like, maybe that was his goal all along. I don't know. But uh, I don't think he's in a position where he's building a dynasty or where he's building anything at all, really. And, and honestly, like, you know, you guys know when you're looking at each team and, you know, you're looking at how, how can you be better and, like, which guys can you, you kind of look at and which guys are rebuilding. I never looked once thought Jer- to I even ask Jeremiah because he had a team that was, like, kind of built for, like, this year. So I, I wasn't even bothering asking him, hey, can I have this guy, this guy. But then when I saw him kind of do all these rapid trades, I went to him and was like, okay, what do you want for this guy and this guy? So it, it's just a curious move, in my opinion. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give two thoughts here. Number one, I'm going to get Garth Newton's ire by saying, like, Jeremiah blowing up his team now is like those people who wanted the Blue Jays to, like, blow up their team this past offseason and, you know, trade away Donaldson and trade away anyone who was any good and just start rebuilding. Like, at, at this point, the die is cast. Like, if, you're, if you've got a team that's in any position to compete, you got to compete. And even if the odds don't look good, like, you got to take the shot that you have and you can't just sort of do this half-assed rebuild mode where you don't actually accomplish anything and you know you if you're going to rebuild you have to fully commit to the rebuild which means you have to have a pretty terrible team to begin with mm. uh and and the second point i would make is that like jeremiah obviously wanted to commit to this rebuild idea uh, and he wanted to make these trades, but he, I don't think, surveyed the trade market well at all because he definitely could have gotten more the, from some of his assets. Like, he just, in a lot of cases, I think, made the first trade he saw or the first trade that really appealed to him, and he didn't really have sort of a, a game plan. He just operated really rashly for a minute. Yeah, it's, it's, it'll be an interesting uh, rebuttal on uh, Jeremiah's part next week. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I'm sure he's writing down his argument as we speak. Uh, but for now, for now, I think we can move on. Uh, talk about just the uh, couple other matchups from Week 10 that we haven't so far. Uh, one of those involves our good friend Ryan, Ryan Neeson, uh, who was able to beat Jathish. Ryan put up 262.8 points. Jathish only 137.7 points. So uh, a good, healthy win for Ryan. A good margin on that one. Uh, uh, what are your thoughts? No, I, there's no shock in here. Ryan's a beast. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely think that uh, Ryan was the favorite in this matchup for a reason. But uh, like all things considered, he had a very good week. He got 10 starts out of his pitchers. Everyone sort of performed to expectations. So uh, I think as Ryan rolls on now, he's looking more and more like a potential contender. Well, I'm going to cut you off there, Ash, but uh, I think Ryan traded Chris Davis today, so. <laughs> yes, he did. Hey, it's good to be here as, as always. <laughs> it's been a while for sure. And, uh,. I'm looking forward to uh, giving you some inside news on a lot of things today. Uh, I want to ask you guys this. I I truly believe he's the team to beat this year. Do you guys agree or no? <laughs> well, I've beaten him too, but I'm saying like in the playoffs, like is he like the top team like that you don't, you don't want to face, you know? Wow, really? Wow, full wow. take. Okay. Well, I mean, just going based on the points for list, like both uh, Ryan and Cam are sort of heads above in their own tier, above the rest of the league. But obviously, like, Ryan's team is much scarier than Cam's team will be. So I'd definitely say he's the class of the league right now. But, but damn, uh, RKR, eh? On the hype train. Yeah, no, he's definitely quite good. Uh, got a and let's not forget, he still has a uh, Madison Bumgarner. And he's using his third spot on Carson Smith. And, like, uh, Ryan, buddy, nobody's lining up for Carson Smith. So I guess you do you on that one. Well, yeah, we'll knock you for that one. <laughs> uh, so we got two more matchups, uh, three more matchups, sorry, uh, to talk about this week. Uh, first, I guess we can turn to yours, Ash. Uh, you were victorious, knocking off Wendy. 
264.5 to 200 for no, Wendy. I agree. Uh, although she did have that 25 point penalty. Uh, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, no, one I agree you. with that. Like Chris Archer, like he's been like obviously uh, very good. Uh, you know, like prospect coming up the ranks in the past, and now he's actually like he's been consistent like in past years. But he's had obviously had his troubles but this year he's actually been uh the his most consistent the most consistent that he's been in his career at the actually Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, I, I guess my question for you would be, like, if I'm looking at your point total from this week, your offense was huge. You got lots of great production from a, a bunch of guys, Gary Sanchez, uh, Moose, Jay Bruce. But your, your pitching, I don't think, really delivered as much. You Kind of a, a lower week for you there. It, like, is that an, an area of concern for you? Uh, is that something you're looking to improve? think there's a shocker that well wendy has been competitive this year but i had you winning this matchup so no surprise there i gotta say though uh like you said your offense has been killer uh i remember um everyone was knocking uh that trade of sanchez and segura so it's looking like it's working out for you and moose uh moose has been a comeback player of the year I think so far uh, um, he's been really impressive so I do like your offense Nick I'm not I'm not quite so sure about that because I I remember having Abisail Garcia on my team last last year and um, he was on he was on the same team that he was uh, now the only difference is that there, he's playing. I guess that he's. You have a point that he's playing with a lot more like younger players, but like I'm, I was totally caught off guard when I took a look at uh, yeah, his stats absolutely. like he's, uh, a couple days ago, and I saw that he's still hitting like that over beginning. 300 I mean, with like I say, a, he's good. De- a decent amount of RBIs well, just, and runs scored. Speaking so, of trades, since like, we're already I, like, on the topic of ha- having trades, that guy last year and just like not keep having him as a keeper because of his numbers, like I feel like I let go of an asset. The highway robbery 2.0 of Marvin, Marvin Gonzalez, that trade that we just saw for today.
Agreed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm on I'm on Nick with this one. Like, All right, I mean, I obviously head, you go ahead, like Nick. you know go going well, with the I hot mean, hand. Like, like Marwin Gonzalez is like, trash. Um, <laughs> I don't like, know what else would to you say. expect like, to win I mean, in a matchup like that. But his point I can total, see why like, you pulled this up year, that sure. victory like, there. You have numbers, a pretty strong team this but, like, year, so to give up all of that in your record Marwin Gonzalez, like it boggles the mind. I truly do not understand what Flex could possibly be thinking on this one. So uh, maybe there was, you know, something. Maybe Marwin Gonzalez is a, a family yeah. friend of Flex's. No idea, but I, I do not understand this trade one lick. And I'm Definitely. very proud of you that you were able to finagle such a good deal out of un uninspired trade talk to begin with. It's just, it's just the funny thing is Ash didn't have to do anything. He didn't even ha he didn't even ask for those guys. Uh, Adam just kind of offered it. I'm just confused. If he's gunning for Adam Duvall, and he kept adding and adding, why not stick to your guns and ask for Duvall? Why would you settle for Marvin Gonzalez? I don't get it. <laughs> Alright, Ash. Let's cut the crap. Was there money involved? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god is this okay question is this well i guess ash can't answer but nick is this worse than uh brayden shipley trade uh zach Granke? oh see I, I that one's just the bar for bad trades like i i don't know if i can say this one's worse hey. yeah <laughs> like he didn't even get any picks like nothing like <laughs> well I thought that trade from a couple weeks ago where it was Zimmer for Zobrist and I was like okay that's a pretty bad undervaluing of prospects but you know like that's as, that's about as bad as it'll get right apparently not apparently Fleck just had to dig an even deeper hole so uh I, I don't know what to say anymore. Like if we, incredible. If we just take this in, he traded uh, O for to Kaminsky, I think, for Winker. Uh, he, he traded Lucroy to me for a brain. So he added those two prospects with Glasnow and Bigford, who are 
could be studs for Marwin Gonzalez. So I am just. But see, now, now we've cursed ourselves because we're going to wake up tomorrow morning and we're going to see the Marwin Gonzalez for Mike Trout trade has gone through. <laughs> yeah, I'm still, I'm still here. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Just a, just a little... Uh, Highway just, robbery um, 2.0. Wild. The Wi-Fi is just a little bit of trippy right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, fingers give me crossed a for you here. on that one. <laughs> I think you uh, can sleep at night still. <laughs> Uh, so speaking of flex he did win last week uh, for what it's worth uh, and it was a close one 211.1 to 208.8 for Chris Kennedy Uh, so so sneaking out one there for the flexster Uh, aside from this trade any commentary on the state of his team Um, well he's from the recent trades we've seen he's he's back to uh confident that he's making the playoffs now so what do you guys think yeah i mean i'd i'd still believe he'll make the playoffs even if he recently did not believe that uh and you know he's got some good players he's got uh, a good pitching staff so yeah uh i'm surprised this matchup was as close as it was Agreed. frankly i thought he was a, a fair bit better than chris but uh managed to keep it really even so uh i think he'll be happy that he managed to get the win uh, I want to ask because I think I was listening to the podcast while I was away. That very uh, dark episode, actually. <laughs> you guys were talking about uh, flex and not okay. having his intensity. So, do you think his intensity is starting to come back here? Yeah, I mean, I I think maybe not so much the intensity, but there's definitely a, a measure of belief that's back, and he definitely is taking the team, and I would argue in light of that episode specifically, he's taking it more seriously again, so uh, that, that's good to have back. Fair Yeah, no. I'm, just, I'm just curious to see that it's, he kind of pulled the Jeremiah here, where he was he sold he was selling a bit, but in reverse in a reverse order where he started. Yeah, hey, I, uh, I agree so with that. Like, I mean, sell, you also got to take into account that start, some of his guys uh, are actually coming up big. Like, in, who so. expected Logan Morrison to put up the numbers he's putting so up this year? Like, I mean, his average may not be like up there, but the the power numbers are like. Like we'll 18 see. home runs already, like, and it's not even the All Star break. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty uh, unreal. So one there. last matchup to look at from Week 10, uh, and it is in fact my matchup <laughs> in which I defeated Cam mm-hmm. McInnes. The evil has been defeated. Uh, 289.8 to 275.5. Uh, I mean, any thoughts on this, or can I just start monologuing? Well, before you, before you uh, <laughs> go on your promo here, 
Um, <laughs> no, here, I'll have to. Do you know what I? Be, I don't know. Uh, I don't know about Kaminsky, but like, when I'm wrong, but I, here's what I have to say I'm about Kaminsky. Honest, Nick, I doubted like, your team. Uh, like he needs to start making very old like I guess better trade offers. Like come back his trade offers goal, have been like always you, like you were, off. Like, like, his trade offers have been this awful. So like, this quick, and if you take a look at his team, and you should be proud. like some of his guys are getting pretty like uh, pretty thank you. Uh, old I'm and washed out. I mean, yes, he still like, has Mike Trout I, I don't know and, like, how anyone can call Cam Stanton and all those guys that will be good for right a few now. more years. Um, <laughs> Everything but, I've been like, saying about Cam, if you look at most of his team, Ryan Zimmerman, Ryan Zimmerman, Robinson like, Cano, Adrian Beltre, like he needs to get rid of those hey, guys. Hey, you know what happens when you have you know six hitters? And four of them don't produce. You get no points from your offense. You're wasting those slots. You know what happens when you pick up a couple pitchers and they ended up being trash. And your whole system that's based around having starting pitchers that consistently delivers falls apart. You lose. And so I mean, I I think this is the beginning of the end for Cam. I really do. I I'm not sure that yeah he can bounce back for this that anyone can take him seriously uh and i think this is just like a, a full indictment of his entire system and you know people are saying oh it's the bully pen 2.0 oh it's you know but like I, at the end of the day we have to realize like cam mckinnis <laughs> is not a great manager like aside from point. the bully pen season he's accomplished nothing in the league and his whole whole success has come across just like taking advantage of miscalculations but, like you know at the, the end of the day setup. it's not about and one so player i'm glad he's so, had I mean, the run he has you can flip one uh, good I definitely guy think and get like a few good pieces fake, uh, and that and, his record does not you know, reflect build, build the a accuracy team that's like unreal. of the team but the fact that he is one of the league schedule makers uh, but you know i'd adios cam i am very happy that you lost Oh, and I will say, I want to say this on the record, definitively on the record, I tried multiple times to initiate a bet with Cam on this matchup to follow up the Tabasco uh, incident from a year previous. Uh, He did not accept. He, in fact, rebuffed my offers of doing a bet. So I I guess now we know that in addition to being uh, an idiot and a liar and a deceiver, uh, Cam McInnes is also a uh, coward. So that's a nice little hat that he can wear, too. Uh, Good night, sayonara, and amen. Pipe bomb from Nick Penner himself. (laughs) Well... Now that you exposed him and told him he wouldn't want to bet with you, why? What was the point um, of changing his team name and trying to be all cocky? I don't though? know. Like looking at his team, oh well, he has a few the, decent guys, the last but I mean, sort of the it's nothing special. I'll be honest with he you. Knew and he like, was gonna lose. Um, he saw the writing on the wall. He a guy that I'm taking on this week. With the pitches he had lined up, he had nothing honestly, to hope for in this Honestly, I think I have it in the bag. But like, I'm not. I'm not making any like. Admittedly, he was able to do. So I guess that's something. But you know, it's one of those psychological mind tricks that you rely on when you don't actually have talent on your team. I think I can take it. <laughs> this is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if Cam wants to, to record his own podcast just to come back at me, uh, he can just save his time. I will not be able to hear him, for I have a W in my ear. <laughs> I will say though, Nick. I remember. Uh, yeah, first hundred percent. And like we asked you, are I you see on, like uh, you know Carlos Santana hasn't been as good as past said, years. Hell no. You see, so, um, good on you, man. Who Back else like? Um, 
Josh Reddick. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, my uh, team Drew Pomeranz was definitely playing like I always believed it would be um, able to play. You know, so, so you see some guys I, that aren't doing so well, but you that, also uh, see that other you that see I the balance to on his team where some other guys that today. weren't so good last year. <laughs> say, for example, Michael Conforto and uh, even Mark Reynolds. They're really they're they've really picked it up so, this year. So uh, that that about does it for week ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, a fun week all in all in the league. Wow, week 10, eh? <laughs> yeah, we're past the halfway mark now. Yeah. When you count in the bye, we've got uh, 10 matchups down and 9 to go. So as as we start on this back 9, mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting uh, to, to think about where teams might end up very soon in terms of playoff standing. So, uh, yeah, we'll, definitely, we'll but about then that you also see like the half his like, this good week. starting pitchers are on the DL uh, right now. So, we'll like, you know, once they I come back, you know, maybe like, he can pick it week. up from there. Ryan Neeson versus Cam McInnes, the two 8 and 2 teams, the two teams with the most points for in the league going head to head. We have right now, uh, as of Wednesday night, uh, we yeah, have he's, he's Ryan fi- with he's, the lead he's five and five of 102 right now, to like, 96.3. No, no reason that he uh, can't turn it around. Who do we like around. in this one and why? I'm s- still going to go with uh, the king. Um, like you said, I think Absolutely. Cam's system is starting to show his flaws here. And I think at the end of the day, Ryan's team is too much of a juggernaut for... Well, I, it'll be close, but I th- still think Ryan will put out the W here. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, obviously the injuries. Uh, also, tonight Ryan had two bad <laughs> pitching performances, so that obviously hurts his chances a little bit. Uh, I, I'm still going to pick him, though. Uh, I think he's got enough to see it through. He's got an offense that's going to do well this weekend. Uh, a lot of favorable matchups coming up for him. So, uh, yeah, I absolutely believe that Ryan can pull this one out and really establish himself over Cam. Definitely. I think I see, though. It uh, looks like Cam like, finally... Filled one of his no, like slots, I mean, Aaron Judge, like you enough, saw that. I mean, the name of Scooter maybe Jeanette some people saw it coming, but Aaron Judge for a guy that like struck so out a lot in the minors, kind of uh, has been like raking it this but, uh, year. I still think uh, Nick might be on the tee about exposing yeah. Cam's team. Like it's, it's like yeah. they can do well, but if they don't, like the, the, these are just wasted slots, and I I can see why now. Yeah, uh, Scooter Jeanette obviously being added even further away from the uh, big home run game he had. Uh, so even less foresight on Cam's part, I guess, on that one. But, uh, you know, if he thinks that's going to be able to plug a hole for him. Uh, so far, Scooter mm-hmm. Jeanette has only gotten negative points for his team, I believe. Uh, so, you know, let's let's see how that experiment plays out. <laughs> yeah, I think Ryan has this one. 
going around the horn on this one. Uh, next up, we've got Jeffrey Lim, uh, everyone's favorite hot team, uh, going up against Garth Newton, uh, who obviously probably deserves a win in this one. Uh, Lim has the early lead, 72.2 points to 65.9. Uh, who are we liking yeah. in, in this one between two of the uh, lower-ranked lower, lower ranked teams in the league today? I mean, I don't think anyone uh, could think, have, like to be said, honest. Uh, Garth does probably deserve to win this one. But let's be real. Nope. We're, nope. we're going to hop on yeah, that. That, that one really stumped me. And he's going to pull this one up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with a name... With a name like Scooter, come on. Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, no, I can't do that. Like Garth Newton has had such bad luck now, and he's had so many of the top teams to go up against. And like, I like Lim. I like this angle where he's starting to win all the time. But I, I will pick Garth Newton to win, just because you know he could use a break, Man. and you know if he keeps putting up wins like he has, Lewis, been, eventually like, he's gonna win one of them. That's, that's so a pretty cool name. This week. What if, what if the other guards? Bad luck from last season yeah. just rubbed off, rubbed onto him. You know, <laughs> someone needs to figure out this curse because now Garth Garth McInnes has, has had the deserved luck. Garth Newton has the bad luck. Someone's got the good luck. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. It's too confusing. I can't track it. They can't share the luck. They one has to be, get the worst, and one has to be uh, lucky. You know, it's probably named after mm-hmm. Derek Jeter. Neither no can doubt. live while the other survives, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, continuing on, we've got Wes against Jathish, uh, another uh, matchup between teams who are yep. a little bit on the lower end, uh, in the shallow end of the pool that is the league. Uh, Wes has the lead, though, 95.7 points to 82.8 points for Jathish. Uh, what are we thinking about this one? Uh, I think uh, Wes has had some funny like weeks recently. Like, like when he beat me, he put up a pretty high to- point total. Last week, awful. And this week, he's at... We're at Wednesday. He's at 95 <laughs> points. So you, you, you knew I was waiting for this moment. Momentum but here. So, um, I guess honestly, I'll be, I'll be honest week. with I'm you. Like, he wins this week. <laughs> Jeremiah's... Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Jeremiah just... Like, he went on this, uh, I guess, losing streak. Like, I don't know, where his team wasn't just... Wasn't producing, I guess. And... Um, Jeremiah, if you've seen Jeremiah, what he does before, like what he's done before, you see that he makes, he reacts too quickly or like, you know, so what he tried to do after like, a, I guess he took two losses in a row. I'm not sure, but after not putting up enough point totals, he tried selling a lot of his guys off a lot of his like good guys for prospects and tried to get younger. And I guess like in some sense, that that's made a little bit of a difference for him. He's now seven and three, which is pretty good. But like, he tried. Um, I think he was trying to get. Uh, if uh, I'm not I'd, mistaken, he was I trying to get. I would probably go with West in this one. I think it's pretty uh, close. Gregory Polanco, uh, obviously, me, has like, a, a lot of good assets. Like on his team, he's trying to make like but I think deals overall, that didn't make West sense has to him. A, and, like a he very needs to, he needs to really, if he's gonna, think maybe if he's gonna win, he needs to where some of the pitchers uh, that deals that are even this week. And like I know, I'm a tough. I'm a tough. I'm a tough. They help him. Trade chip, like when it comes to trading, like I'm gonna be tough. Like I'm gonna take because I've been screwed over in the past before with a bunch of trades. So. I'm just I'll gonna make though, it tough uh, on a lot of people. Owner, so like, I agree with that, but like of, uh, I like his team, Jeff I really Samarco. do. Um, and I do uh, think there's a lot of potential there. I, really I feel hate. he's like a top five, <laughs> definitely. As soon as I got he I I owned him and he 
every start was like six earned runs, seven earned runs. Eight. But as soon as I trade him, he's like lights out now. So <laughs> I just that's a, he's a man that's hard to figure out, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Samarj is like absolute kryptonite, and like at this point, I've just you know I've reconciled it to the fact like Samarja could be good, but he's not worth the headache. Like I I don't want him. <laughs> You know, like, can, cannot he's like, deal. He's like he's like that, like ex girlfriend that you had. That's like too much of a headache. So, so like you don't want to deal with it again. You know. <laughs> hmm. On the hot crazy scale, he's definitely too crazy, and not hot <laughs> enough. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I was very like uh, skeptical about uh, the uh, Goldsmith trade. On, like, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, you could be now too. Like, this week, as you were previewing earlier are, against like, Aiden, rookies always uh, have you like said, you know the hot streak going, and then they kind of the cool off towards the end of the season. So, so you're I'm still skeptical about that. I think he should have kept Goldsmith, but he did get two pretty good, pretty good young players that he can keep for a long time. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the hot team and, like, it, with you, Ash. I think your offense is just, like, they're all, like, clicking right now. And let's see, like, if a couple of your starters do, and do, that comes do pick back up the slack. Him like, besides Martinez, very like, rash decisions. like you said, they, they have so, been like, struggling, he... so... But he I, doesn't I, know, I do like, the thing is, he like, needs to know that his team's a contender, and he, hot, he needs to stick with it. He can't just so keep going back and Ash. forth from rebuilding to, yeah, oh, I'm a contender I'm now. With Ash. Oh, no, I'm, uh, I'm like going to try said, getting more young good prospects, players, like, in the middle of a season. Uh, like, and I don't think Aiden not, has those enough assets left that he can beginning or the end of a season. You can't do it in between a season and expect your team to go all the way. Right now, it's not looking favorable for him. Yeah. Uh, continuing on, uh, next up we've got Jamil, your matchup, uh, and it's a, it's a bit of a barn burner so far. You're currently up 127.8 to 104.1 for Richard Tillo. Uh, what are your thoughts? How are you, how are you feeling in this one? Uh, like I said earlier with Richard's team, like, you can't really get comfortable with any lead with his team. Like, like he's, he puts up lots of, uh, numbers from his offense, and... Like I wouldn't take him for granted. Like you know, I I still think I'll I'll probably win this matchup, but I think it's gonna be close. Like how it is now. Um, I I'll say I'll probably it'll it'll be a difference between thirty to forty points or twenty to thirty points or so. But it should be a good one. But like Ash's team, I think my offense is uh, all all of them actually are hitting at the exact like hot at the exact time like I kind of want them to in the part of the season. Like they were kind of like. On and off, but now the last two weeks, they're showing me that they're capable of uh, putting up numbers where they can't put up negatives. So I'm happy about that. Like 
like guys like D Gordon and like Aledmus Diaz and Ian Desmond, who's finally hitting like Ian Desmond, are all hot. So I'll take it. I completely agree with you on that to be honest like you can't make those like you can't make those quick decisions that get you like I guess you know decent names like it's good uh, what like you know starting off but if you can get more for one good player then you have to get as much uh, as you think uh, that player deserves and in some of the trades he made I don't think he got uh, yeah, like, everything that he deserved I, I for that player. Trading, uh regretting the trade of Miguel Cabrera for Jose Abreu but not as much now Jose Abreu has been really consistent for me so he said everyone's clicking at the right time so I couldn't be more happy <laughs> uh, how are your pitching starts lining up this week Jamil are you gonna you gonna get seven you gonna get eight uh it's actually lined up pretty awful like uh because Estrada pitched yesterday he was horrible but since the Jays had two uh, days off this week, he doesn't. I don't get another start out of him. So I don't know. I'll see what I can do. I'm gonna just kind of see it out if it's kind of close near the weekend. See if I might stream or not. But we'll see. Uh, for now, I'm happy the way it's set up. I think it's. I'm only up for like six starts. I think. But I got lucky with you know last McCullers went on DL this week, so I might just stand pat and see kind of see how the week goes. Definitely. Um, well, I'd, I'd still definitely think a, that you're I mean, going to be able to do it. He has a pretty good team on paper, uh, but and, uh, if you like, uh, yeah, take a look uh, maybe at Richard some of the things that happened recently or even happened totals for both today, Chris Davis on the DL, uh, well, he's been yeah, trash uh, all season. I think last week and, I put up 277 I mean, and he put up 274. Like, he's so as useless as he's on the DL as he was before he got hurt. So can't say anything much about that. Uh, no disrespect to Go. Richard, he's my, you know, he's my boy, but uh, I think I'm gonna come up with a victory here. Oh, did he? Okay. Mm. All right, all right, good for him. No, that's awesome. Uh, but continuing on. Yeah, no, uh, I'm just talking about Chris Davis as a player. At, like he's uh, been awful this season. And, Richard, uh, and then you know, see Matt Kemp go on the uh, he's day to day now like you don't know his hot streak, um, uh, in a I don't know if he's going to go on the DL and so did Jason Kipnis so those are two key players <laughs> that he has like <laughs> who has the potentially injured right now so hopefully uh, they don't go on the DL and if they don't end up going on the DL then uh, I definitely think he can continue with the hot hand he's had going pretty much all season most afraid of in the league right now what do you think about the chances for a comeback in this one Yeah, I already, I've already beaten him, so I can't say much there. <laughs> um, I'll tell you the, I don't know. I think RKR is a scarier team to me right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he hasn't used, uh, well, now after tonight, he's used a bunch of starts, and that didn't go so great for him. 
but I, I do think there's room for a comeback here. Yep. Like, I, I don't think it's impossible for him. But he'll Arc, really need I don't to, know. I don't know. That, uh, that record can, has uh, me like, around a bit you know, in this week. I don't know. Uh, and that uh, record something else. Obviously but still I mean, Ryan, Ryan's, uh, Ryan's a close uh, second, if, if not. Enough, I mean, he is second uh, it's gonna in the league right, right now. He's a close second, if not tied for first, to be honest. Just to see uh, RKR go on his first uh, losing yes. streak of the season. His trade, his, his trade, like that, uh, Asher, his trading uh, skills are really up there. So RKR here I mean, you can kind of give him back. Anyone as much as faith as you have <laughs> on, his, uh, on, his on the team. DL, yeah. Like I, I'm going to so know. that. Like the nine and zero start was impressive, but I think this might be the beginning of like <laughs> this team kind of being exposed <laughs> with like low point totals. And he's gonna go on like a mini slide here, and like I think he's the team. Like I don't know, I, I kind of I'm puzzled when you said you would be more scared of him than Ryan's team. Like I, if if anything, everyone would kind of want to stay in the bottom and would want to face him in the first round. So yeah, so I'm gonna go uh, Kaminsky here, ending his slide, and he's gonna put up the the W um, over RKR. I mean. I love I loved my point total last week, even though I could have used it in another matchup. Like, my team's been up and down all season, like, uh, you know, like, low point total one week, high point total the other. So I really wish that this high point total could have gone in another week because I uh, really could have used it because, I mean, Wendy's team is not really contending this year. She's really trying to, uh, I guess... Uh, I guess she's in that rebuild mode. Even if it's in, if it's her first year in the league, like she's yeah, really trying to build up her name. team. So I wish I could have used that large point total that I had um, in another week, potentially like this week or next week when I face Chow. But uh, you know, on, like I'll take a, the win an, and well, maybe uh, not so as going six and four. No shame Jeremiah, in that. who is not with us on this episode, but obviously still listening carefully, uh, going up against Wendy, who is still looking for her second win of the season. Uh, Jeremiah is up one hundred five point four to sixty-seven point four. Uh, we all agree he's got this one, right? No need to dwell on it. It should be unanimous. Mm, not at all. Oh wow! <laughs> Dang, hundred uh, percent. My starting pitching has been <laughs> pretty awful this season. Uh, my offense has carried me for most of my for most of my matchups, and the matchups that my offense hasn't carried me, I've lost those matchups. So um, I'm really trying to, uh, trying to gain trying as much starting favor. pitching as I well, can. Maybe when but uh, starting pitchers are obviously you, uh, either hard on, to come by based on, what's on the waiver so far, I don't on think the so. waiver wire. Um, <laughs> Or even trade for because their value so, yeah, is really, I, especially the win, good it's, or the consistent it's a, it's starting pitchers for him, are really now, so. uh, expensive at this if point a, to trade would you, for. Would you expect them to continue to sell or like I don't know? Yeah, I mean, at this point, assuming he wins this week, like, he's basically guaranteed a playoff slot in some form. Yeah. And so, with that in mind, like, Thank I don't you. know like, why honestly, you would like, try to build a team I, that's I knew, like, this was going to come back playoffs, where, and where but, like, I got knocked at the beginning September. of the season, obviously, for like it, trading for Sanchez like and Segura, happen, right? and Segura's so, like, been, like, 
a huge surprise, Might obviously, well. <laughs> this season. Like it's it's not a surprise. It's a surprise in the yeah, sense well, that everyone I mean, thought he was a fluke you know, last I, year. I guess, but the, the this season he's actually like mentality. he's but been like in the playoffs. It in and you really you don't have to do that much. Contract, you just have to win three weeks million. in a row. So. And like you can fluke your way into a championship. Like just look at Cam McInnes. Uh, <laughs> little, little joke there. He's not done with Cam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I I'd, I'd say you know just. Maybe don't be so concerned about trading guys away and just at least, you know, hold on for now and see what happens and yeah. then make all your moves in the offseason. I can already picture him, like, <laughs> writing all his notes of rage for next week. <laughs> hey, man, uh, you want me to... <laughs> I'll tell you... <laughs> Alright, alright. Uh, I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you like it, like it happened. Yeah, I'll have um, to ask him if he's willing basically, to Basically, Flex back. and I... Well, I started trade talks with Flex and... Basically, Flex... Uh, two more matchups uh, to look at let's here. Let's take a look quick. here. So uh, initially, up, Flex I wanted going uh, up against Duval, Garth Adam Duvall. Uh, Garth, um, Garth M. So uh, I am currently losing 102.3 to 126.5. Um, uh, but I'm just going to go first uh, on this Winker, one and say that I am not concerned on the basis and that I'm lining up for one of the best pitching weeks I'm going to have all season. By my estimation, I'm going to have 11 in total. That deal fell off eventually because he couldn't add to Duval. Who have been and then he said, Winker plus season. Abreu or so Big even though I'm down Duval, now, uh, that's not really, uh, I kind of, I think, an overall you know, reflection of myself where things are going to end up. I didn't uh, want that, so he, I'm curious, he, how, he didn't how want do that either. So then today, or was it today? Oh, well, no, it was just yesterday. A situation where naturally uh, I'm going to have he's a like, what if I offered you Glasnow plus Winker plus Abreu plus Bickford for Marwin Gonzalez? I was like, when I saw that, I couldn't believe it. Good things about having all your pictures. Like, who would offer that for a waiver wire pickup? A little bit from and like it's good because it's like a couple months ago. But it's hard to balance that over the. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take that because I don't think it'll last for too long. Honestly, if you look at the like the talent and the potential in those four guys, well, maybe I don't know. About Albert Abreu, but like even Bickford, really for example, like it's pretty unreal. Like so, I, I like I saw team, no other so option but to take the, that on the, on the hot team. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Should have eleven. And like, like Jose Altuve was off to a really bad start, but he's turning it around. Like you know, like the Altuve that we know. And I want to ask, do you guys think <laughs> this uh, Justin Smoke is legit?
I, I couldn't like I couldn't believe what I was seeing on the screen. So like I had to like jump on it as soon as I saw it, and I did. And he sent the offer, and I accepted. That's it. That's uh, all I did. I, I will say I've done a fair bit of research, and obviously I'm biased because I did end up trading for him. But <laughs> that's, uh, a, that's a good a lot one. of reading on the subject. And Maybe it sounds some like there's a lot of dollars. evidence that this could be legit for him. Uh, he sort of retooled his swing a little bit, and he's uh, spraying the ball better than he was in previous seasons. So I'd like to believe that this is legit. Uh, or at le- like at least legit enough that he can keep it up all season before pitchers start to really key in on these adjustments, uh, and yeah, hopefully at least for my sake he he stays nah, legit. No, nah, can, can I the, say the something? Sake of Blue Jays fans everywhere. This is, this really. is bittersweet for me, for for yeah, me because this like, is the guy that smoke was like, like one of those that was shitting that, on me earlier in the season for trading away for trading away uh, Corey Seager like, for Gary Sanchez and Gene Segura, and I don't know. Like, yeah, this is probably team, so. the worst Good on you, Nick, uh, I've ever seen. I'm sorry, but even here. though I'm the winner, like, I'm definitely the winner yeah, here, well, obviously. I mean, you like, know, you can see it that. It didn't really help my log game at first base, I don't even know, though man. I got rid of Napoli, but uh, I'm happy with it. Smoke has been doing well on Nothing, my team. Nothing, just straight so up Marvin, Gon- Marvin Gonzalez. Yeah. Like, what can I say? Uh, so just one more uh, Week 11 matchup that we can still talk about here, and it's the closest one right now. It's uh, Flexbox versus Ian, uh, and I mentioned that because Ian is winning with 90.8 points, whereas Flexbox <laughs> has a mere 90.7 points. Uh, a, a true razor's edge scenario uh, right I'm here. S- I really wish the week was ending right now, uh, just because I'd love to see the reaction. But uh, where where do we think that this goes from this nearly tied position? Mm. You can go ahead, Ash. I I mean maybe he has a he has another trade under his sleeve where he trades Marvin Gonzalez for like I don't know someone else. But at this point, like I don't see it. And as much as I respect uh, Flex, like I just have to give him shit for this uh, for this trade because of what what he what he said about my trade earlier in the year. And you know what can I say? For Mike Trout trade, I was just about to say that. <laughs> mm. uh, uh, yeah, I'm also going to take flex just on the basis that Ian's already used five starts, that, uh, and it doesn't a, look well, good. We'll see if it pays off. Uh, he's going to be able to load too much many more onto a single day. That's so, it. So uh, unless, uh, well, yeah, I just don't think Ian's offense is good enough oh, for to sure. overcome that advantage. Hundred percent. If he can get some good starts <laughs> in. I'm going to go uh, bold, and I think I'm going to go with Ian with the upset. Um, I think uh, his offense is due for a hot week, and we'll see if uh, Adam's team kind of folds a bit near the end of the week here. I think he got Dylan Bundy for only two points today, so might be a sign of things to come, but I'm gonna, I don't know. I'm going to go different and go mm-hmm. bold and go for the upset. Yeah. Just to change it up, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's always good. Always nice to have some bold predictions on the show. Uh, and that's that's just about going to do it for this episode. Uh, so I'm obviously glad to have you back, Jamil. Uh, Ash, glad that we were able to make it work to have you as a guest on this one. Uh, very, very appreciative. Uh, any closing thoughts from either of you guys? Uh, nothing much. I'm just. It's just good to be back. Uh, good to be back in Toronto and uh, good to be consistently on fantasy baseball. 
yeah uh, absolutely definitely we, uh, like and his guys are producing too here. so i don't see it's gonna be a, uh, an exciting one why to see he how can't uh, make the playoffs this uh, so, year too uh, as he's done on in the behalf past. of everyone here at flexbox broadcasting uh let me just say good night and good fantasy <laughs>